Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show. We share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. This is Jami. So, uh, people our age, especially me and Jami, um, <laughs> we, we've, we've seen, we've, we've, we've sadly seen many decades in our lives already, and we've seen things change. And it's very easy to say that things were better before than they are now, right? So, in that regards, uh, were there, are there anything that was great then that is kind of sucks now? Mm, we had more privacy back then. Uh, we didn't have social media. Uh, true. Now that, that sounds more like a philosophical discussion. Uh, like, let me give you an example. Like, cause something tangible and easy to grasp. Street Fighter. Okay, I know you two don't play Street Fighter anymore. Uh, currently, right now, there's Street Fighter Five. Okay, before it was really simple. You either go to the arcade, you play Street Fighter. You have a certain mm-hmm. amount of characters you play against other people. Uh, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, uh, the Saturn, the PlayStation. They all had Street Fighter. You just kind of like plug the game in. You play somebody. End of story. Nowadays, yeah. nowadays, you have like what they call seasons. In Street Fighter Five, where after a certain Even. season, yeah, you, you after a certain season you pay certain money and you mm-hmm. get more characters, and then after you get and then after another season you pay more money, you get more characters, yeah, and then after another season you get well, you pay more money, and you get more characters. So essentially, you're you're paying like as much as like like two hundred dollars just for the. Full game within within a span of like five or seven years, like there's there's no more just like plugging the game. You have every character that's available the characters. there. Yeah. yeah, and then and then that's it. Nowadays you don't even yeah. have that. There's a sports commentator called Nick Wright. Uh-huh. I think if you put that on the Twitter, he did a rant recently about that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, hey, also the time involved to download a game it used to be like you pop in a cartridge and you're good to go. You know what I mean? Correct. He said mm-hmm. he bought yeah. like this NFL and NBA game and it needed the update and the update was like two hours and stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he also mentioned the little microtransactions you pay as you go. It, it used to be like the game is the game. You know what I mean? Correct. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. But see, I, if, back then you, you had things like microtransactions where, you, oh, you want to put Chan Lee in a different outfit? Pay this much money. But at least it was optional, right? They still have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But once they start unlocking once they have like separate characters that you can't even play unless you pay for them, mm-hmm. I think that's when that's when you have to draw a line and go, "What the hell, man!" Like, let, let me at least have access to these characters within the game itself. Which I guess technically you could, but it's a lot easier just buying it. But uh, it, it's just a mess. Plus, like, right now, uh, Street Fighter kind of like sided with with uh, PlayStation, so only PlayStation owners and PC players can actually play the game. Xbox completely out of the, out of that equation now, so it's like. Even the, even like the amount of fighters, gamers that can play the game is like smaller now, and they're wondering why Street Fighter isn't as popular as it used to be. Maybe this is the reason why Capcom. So yeah, it was better back then than it is now. Who has to go next? Hmm. Ruthie. Well. Well, let me. Well, yeah. I mentioned I mentioned on messaging and stuff like that. Definitely like going to a restaurant, getting some social in LA and stuff like that. You know what I mean? For restaurants that you that can't doesn't take reservations, like if you go to get dim sum within any kind within any densely populated Asian people, 
You know what I mean? You have to wait like hours. And this is like pre-COVID I'm talking about, but you know, you have to wait like an hour just to get like a seat and some of that. It's, and you can't, first you have to find parking in the parking lot and then you have to get in the dinsome line and some of that. So yeah, I, I, I know for a fact it, the lines weren't that long. There weren't that many Chinese people or Asian people around. But, but, but you, you said this is pre-COVID and I completely yeah. agree pre-COVID, yeah. but right now going to those places is pretty easy. Yeah, I'm talking about like three COVID stuff. And I think what's, what it is is not, that, not only there are more Asians, people are more constant, and we're, we're just pumping out babies and stuff like that, but you know what I mean? And also people are coming over. But also, I think uh, Asian people are talking too much to non Asian. You know what I mean? I, I don't need to see white people there. You know what I mean? I don't see any Hispanic people <laughs> that, at the dim sum place. You know what I mean? You know, just everybody should need to, you know, sort of shut their mouth and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Shh. Okay. It should be Asians only establishments. Yeah. Seriously. Like yeah. Have in Japan. I'm Where normally it's only not, Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I'm not normally pro segregation, but I am pro segregation in this case when it comes to my, 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 my meals reverse, and stuff. Yeah. Reverse segregation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Keep, keep the gentrifiers out. Yeah. It's just dim sum, guys. It's just, it's just a little place that they put on wheels, guys. Come on. Man. I don't want to wait. I literally don't want to wait outside, you know, for this nonsense. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, Ruti, you, you, you post something. You you posted something huh? on the chat that I think you should go ahead and mention here. Which one? The nineties? Yeah, that one. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was better when we were going through it and when we had it. And when for thirty years we were the only ones who were all about the nineties. Right. Music, clothing, the fads, punk rock, like mm-hmm. and and now Gen Z thinks that they're doing it that it's theirs and they're doing it better like hello you can't do it better if somebody did it or you can't own it and say that you did it you're doing this and this is your style when that came from us no like, i how agree dare you? uh, uh me and jamming we had our teenage years in the 90s right huh? and it was very distinct like it it, it, it really like uh, the, the 90s is very specific like like you mm-hmm. don't have that mm-hmm. in the 2020s the 2010s and the 2000s I will argue there's nothing very specific about any of those decades. The 90s was the last decade that was very specific to its own decades. The 80s was very right. 80s. The 70s was very 70s. The 60s were very right. 60s. Right. And then, and then after the 2000s, it's like a, 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 a mishmash. Of, yeah. It's like a, a mishmash mash of, of everything. everything from like the 70s yeah. to the 90s. Yeah. But it's, I, I agree. It's called with, the internet, guys. It's called the internet. <laughs> but I, I agree with Ruti. <laughs> like the 90s, like, like, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of unfair for millennials and Gen, Gen Xers to say like, the 90s only belong to us. However, um, even though there we are... We went through it. It's ours. <laughs> Correct. I know. But, <laughs> I mean, we'll share. Just but, acknowledge that you got it from us. The, the, thing, the thing is, though, like, when we were in the 90s and we talked about the 80s and the 70s kind of thing, you know, we acknowledged that... We didn't want to go back to the 80s. Yeah, we... Uh, 90s was like our own thing. Well, you know I'm, what I mean? I like, I, I'm, there wasn't I'm an, anything before the 90s. I'm an 80s, 90s guy. So I do remember a lot of the 80s. But... But the thing is, though, is that like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, though, I acknowledge that the '80s is the '80s. I'm not trying to replicate right. that in the '90s. Same thing with the '70s. Right. I acknowledge the '70s existed, and yeah, there are some things mm-hmm. about the '70s that I like. But I don't try and say like, yeah, you know, I, I talk about it like I I lived through it. The kids nowadays, like mm-hmm. you said, they talk about it like they lived through it. Like, oh, remember the old glory days of MTV? Screw you! Like you you don't remember born. the old glory days of MTV? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on! You were born in this century. Yeah. You cannot say that you were you remember something that was before your century. Yeah, I think Gen X, uh, which kind of ended like in the '90s, some at some point. But mm-hmm. yeah, Gen X is the last sort of distinct 
uh, generation in the sense that, what do you call it? It's, it's sort of a monoculture in the sense that everybody that lived through the 70s, 80s, and the 90s is basically more or less the same. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about, not, you know, racism and all that stuff, but, you know, I'm talking about like popular culture in a sense. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the, the options were very limited. After the, like the 90s to 2000s, you, you get like you know streaming internet you know what i mean yeah. you, get, you know what i mean so people that who say that li- they think they live through the 90s and the whatever you're looking at clips of it you're looking at clips of mtv for us who actually live through it it's mtv but it's like you have to you sit with mtv you know what i mean because all the other cable channels are not very cool unless your parents are rich and they and they kind of splurge for uh hbo you know what i mean the only yeah. cool thing about basic cable is like you know mtv espn and like you get to sit with those channels sit in the reality of those channels for days, months, years at a time. You know what I mean? It's not just like clips of little, uh, what do you call it, Carson Daly and stuff like that, Britney Spears, these little clips and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, MTV is actually a really good example because, you know, the people from the 80s, they have MTV in a certain way. And, and 90s. And the 90s. Where we actually were able to watch stuff. Yeah, but... And actually watch music videos. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that was mostly the 80s. But MTV, they had music videos. But they had all these different shows, like Headbangers Ball. You know, they, they had, like, um, those beach parties. It, it seemed like Daria. You know, they, they seemed they, they seem to... Daria? Yeah. La, 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 la. I, I was like that. Yeah. I hate when... Like okay, there's like Gen Zers who who are like, oh my god, I love Daria. I'm like, you didn't even watch it. What do you mean? <laughs> well, they probably, re- probably watched the reruns or whatever. But the, the the thing is though is that 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 MTV culture at the time, it really did kind of cater to to many different kinds of kids. It, it it catered to the outcasts and it catered to the cool kids, right? Like nowadays, MTV is just trying to cater to the cool kids, and that's it. You know, so okay. so so we we can still claim that that oh yeah we we get what MTV was back in the eighties and nineties. You know, kids nowadays they can't really say that. You know, but to be fair, they don't really think about MTV that much anyway. For them, it's all about TikTok and whatnot. So yeah, but yeah, MTV. Ah, that's a good example. All right, uh, my turn. Speaking of speaking of MTV and music, uh, I'm gonna say uh, might might be controversial depending on who's listening to this, but uh, heavy metal music, heavy metal music. Right now, it's yes, it's back in the underground where it quote unquote supposed to be kind of thing. But god damn it, is there any new metal bands that doesn't sound like everybody else? I mean, nope. Me- metal bands. Is there any music at all that doesn't yeah. sound like anybody else? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that that's an argument that can that could that could be thing that could be like argued about because like Billie Eilish, for example, she, she is kind of unique to her own. So I I would like to give her at least that much of credit. Yeah. But but uh, it, go on. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a hot take and stuff like that. Oh <laughs> no! Here's the hot take. My my hot take is you know do, you know the TV movies. I honestly believe for the most part they're getting better. You know what I mean? The way that they make films. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Are you are, are, are you moving, are you moving on from my my pick no, no, already? No, no, no. no, no. There's a larger point. I okay. do believe movies, TV, television shows like specifically. Are getting better. I think the television right. show that's on now is much better than the words in the sixties, seventies, and stuff like that. I agree. We're, you know what I mean? But I do feel like I'm not the biggest music person. I just want to say that up front. I'm not the biggest music. Person, but I do feel like music plateaued in the nineties. I don't think you get. Uh, I think Foo Fighters, uh, Green Day, uh, what called uh, Snoop Dogg, Tupac. I think it peaked in the nineties you know, in terms of music. I don't think yeah. it, music got better. Has gotten better. I'm not saying yeah, not you had the boy people. bands, the girl bands. It yeah. was like a whole, like we had a yeah. whole genre of new music. 
in the nineties. That was distinctively nineties. I think you gotta add the maybe some. Yeah, if the best music right now, I'm talking about just like the leaks that like old television versus television today. The leak, the distance between old television, the best of old television versus the best of new television, that distance is is greater than the best music than the back then than right now. You know what I mean? It's like I just don't think music has progressed as, as well as other art forms. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. I feel uh, like. The lyrics of music these days, um, while, you know, some music does have deeper meaning, the sound, I feel like a lot of the songs that are popular these days, um, there's almost like a disconnect between the lyrics and the, the, the music the, itself. The music, yeah. the music itself. Yeah. Like yeah. it's very bubblegum pop, but yeah. then, yeah. you know. It seems like the way that they make really, music, the, all the, the tools right, and the gimmicks, the smoke and mirrors. Is more prevalent right. now than the work. You know? Agree. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. It's and, less and versus. There's no more soulfulness to it. Yeah. Like unlike you know, okay, yeah, Spice Girls back in the nineties. Yeah. Sure. Like I was yeah. a Spice Girls fan, but like the message that was in yeah. the songs and like the way it was written, the way it was sung, it, it was like an anthem back then, where you know you could really feel it through the music and actually sing along yeah. with it, and it like stuck with you for years and yeah. years. We, we sound like after. we sound like very old right now, but I'm gonna say I know. Just, I was just gonna say when you back then you just put, then, you just put you put Whitney Houston or and a and a mic. Kids these days don't know anything about music. <laughs> back then, like I said Whitney Houston just needed a microphone, and that's all she needed. She needed all this, all those engineering and all this stuff. Yeah, you know, all these bells and whistles and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, auto tune, auto tune is probably the worst invention. Yeah. I do have a lot of respect for like people from the 50s, 60s, and 70s before any kind of digital mastery of music, mm-hmm. and they really sounded good. Like if they had a beautiful voice, they just they just had a beautiful voice. That's what they recorded, and that's what you heard. Yeah. It wasn't like cleaned up. It wasn't like a Photoshop version of music. It was just like that was their music, and it was beautiful. Now it's like very diluted. We have all this tech and you know, auto tune and all these things, and it's just you know, it's it's kind of um, I don't know, been clouded over. It it seems more like like they're trying to just be viral songs as opposed to actually writing good songs that will last forever. Mm-hmm. I think Lady Gaga is like probably one of the only artists of these last couple of decades that have actually like held steadfast and Taylor Swift. made music that Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, the thing is, we're not saying sure. we're not we're not we're painting a very broad, we're painting a very broad, uh, you know, strokes here and stuff. Like that. There's still very talented, yep. especially talented people in music. There's the good music mm-hmm. out there and stuff. Because like you haven't been able to make as much of an impact as a lot of yeah. the artists in the '90s, like, like. Uh, um, and I'll who? also say this though: our mem- the way memory works is all the good stuff sort of like rises through time. You know, you, you, all, you know, you know the expression you always remember the good times, not the bad times. I'm sure there's a lot of crappy music back in the late '80s and '90s. A lot of BS. There's still Vanilla Ice out there. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But still, you know, but still, I, but it's I, memorable. Yeah, I'm just saying the uh, like I said earlier. Now the the, the thing I was trying to pick, uh, the thing I was trying to point out is what do you call it? the quality of TV, the the exponential growth of it all. TV movies has not been the same as uh, with music. You know what I mean? It, it seemed like like if movies and TV, especially especially TV, it built on what was established in the past and created something new. Yeah. Right. Music seems to be music nowadays seems to be stuck like 
well, this was really popular in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. I'm just going to replicate that. And because yeah. they're trying to just replicate it, they don't stand out enough. Same as with fashion. Oh, this is, in the 90s, this looked really cute. Let me just replicate it and say it's my own. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, anybody else want to, want to speak their mind? Um, I had something, but then it slipped my mind. So. <laughs> yeah. My whole thing is actually to be, to be completely uh, fair and honest with some of that. I, I do believe like the, uh, the quality of life. I'm not, you know, I'm not counting racism, police brutality, gun assaults, and all that stuff. I do believe, like, some, the, the 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 technology, the things, how we live, is getting better and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I do, I do feel like my tastes have changed over the years more than anything else. You know what I mean? So I try not to be that much of a downer, like be that person that say, "Oh, this used to be better back in the day, and it's worse yeah. now." You're like, like you know I mean? back in my day, yeah. that kind of person. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I, when I, mean, I oh, there's... go ahead, go ahead. When I listen oh. to like okay, my my subscription service of choice because I get it free with YouTube Premium is YouTube Music, and they do release like they have like a new release tab right there. So yeah. on Spotify, so does Apple Music, but and I do listen to some of those new stuff, and I do yeah. like some of those new stuff, right? <laughs> um, but the thing is though is that like they don't really uh, what's they the don't really hit as hard as they yeah. used to. Nah, that's, no, that's debatable. That's debatable. Because there are there are some artists that that I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this person before, but I I like what she's what she's giving up, yeah. kind of thing. You know, yeah. it, it, they just don't stand out more. I I don't know. Here, I don't know how to describe it. Exactly, it doesn't just, hit as hard. Let me take it in another direction, though. Here, here's my whole thing. I have a horrible sense of directions, right? Back in the day, back in the old days, I had to, when, when I had to go somewhere, I had to look it up in a map. I had to write it down, left turn, right turn, this turn, this You know what I did this weekend? I wanted to go see a movie in Fulton, and you know how I got there. You know, I googled it on on my phone, right. and then as I was driving, it, the directions were yelled to me through my phone. Yeah. And if I missed it in my phone, it's on my Apple Watch. My Apple, I just looked at my wrist. Turn left here. Turn left right here. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what you're. I'm not sure where you're going with this with, this, with your point, but go on. I mean, I'm just saying. We just shouldn't spend so much time complaining. Have, we used to have yeah. better sense of direction and better well, sense of timing I, and better sense of like keeping schedules. I'm just saying yeah, things are better. You know what I mean? Things are better. I mean, I'm saying don't focus so much on the negative. But, but based on our conversation, we're supposed to point out the things that are not I'm better. Saying, don't be such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Come on, guys. All right, I, you're okay, telling I'm, us. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on now to the the BuzzFeed article that that kind of spawned this topic. So, this, this but Ruthie just texts a good point though. Travel used to be much yeah. much better. That's 100 percent true. Yeah, travel used to be much much better because like places that you would go to wasn't as diluted with commercialized um, just commercialization mm-hmm. and was more authentic. Versus like now, I feel like. Now that I've started traveling in the last, like, I don't know, five, seven years, um, like really traveling, I feel like I got duped and I wish I traveled oh. before yeah. more than mm-hmm. I did now because I feel like now it's all about like Instagram spots and like copying what oh. people see on Instagram. And it just like, it all looks very copy paste, you know? Not, I thought you were like, talking, about, I thought you're talking about like airplane travel and stuff like the literal travel of it all. Like, hey, before 9 11, before the shoe bomb, you could just show up at oh, an airport well, like 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes I early. I was like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <laughs> At remember, the turn of the century. I remember playing seats being bigger. I do remember going in and airports easy and stuff like that. I do remember. I do remember pre. The food was better. I do remember pre nine eleven times. Yeah. You mean the the, the days when and they I still do, serve and I peanuts? Do remember, <laughs> I do remember places, especially like in the Philippines, with like you, you go from island to island, where food was better, service was better on planes, and once you got there, it wasn't as touristy. Like 
And I don't know how, it, I think it was like before social media where people started like really going in droves to places because wow. like before you used to go to a place and it was like not so touristy as it is now. Yeah. Now it's like in your face touristy and everything is made in China. Yeah. Well, the thing is everywhere you go, you can, you can just Google top 10 things to visit, top 10 things to do now. Everything is, you know, it's harder yeah. to find like a, a hole in the wall. Yeah, it's copy place. Yeah. Everybody is just going to try to copy the Instagram picture that they see. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it's, it's every, you know, I feel like all these top places have lost its originality. It's um, original, like, essence. Or when you get there, it doesn't feel the same. Because, like, you know, those those pictures, reality versus, I mean, um, picture versus reality. I think what you're saying oh, yeah. is that a lot of places nowadays, they need to have a gimmick. Because they got to be mm -hmm. Instagram yeah. friendly. Because if they're not... Instagram friendly, nobody's gonna go to the place, right? So, right. I mean, that is unfortunate, but at the same time, it's like, hey, it's, if I like your gimmick, I like your gimmick. It's authenticity, though. <laughs> sure, sure. And that's what sucks. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, uh, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed had an article called "People Are Calling Out Things That Used to Be Great But Are Really Bad Now." Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just go through some of these. Uh, one of this is kind of true, actually, and. Uh, the internet in general is one of those one of the I used to be able to search Google for a subject and then get a list of reliable websites to read from. Now it's ninety-nine percent crap. Ad reading sites that all want to sell me shit I don't need. That's kind of true actually. Because <laughs> when, when I, I, I consider myself pretty good at Googling and a lot of the times those links are crap. You know, like like you look for like where which one looks like it's a legit link. And yeah, that's, that's counter counterpoint. Counterpoint. Back in the day when I went to UCLA, I remember the first time I used the internet consistently like the at the UCLA like computer lab, and I had I wanted to actually download and look at the Phantom Menace trailer. Uh -huh. it took me thirty minutes to download that QuickTime, download that trailer that's and stuff like that. I'm just saying the internet's faster. It is faster. Yeah, you know, well, that's that's definitely faster. better. It's definitely better. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's more portable. I can look yeah. at that same trailer, you know, on my jog. Yeah. You know what I mean? On my walk, I can do a lot. Crazy thing. I, I, I think yeah. I think this one is more of like uh not the internet in general. Should it should be oh, what yeah. the, what the, so they say it should be like searching in general has gotten harder. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. who's gonna complain about faster internet? Come on. Right. Yeah. Now it it oh, does yeah. it does mention you mean, here. You mean you mean you don't miss the dial-up sound? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the advertising that goes into internet goes into the infrastructure at some point and it all it's all connected. Stop so whining and complaining. Anyway, next one. <laughs> what, what am I going to name this episode, John Vang? Whining and complaining? Stop <laughs> whining and complaining. That's awesome. <laughs> or the name. Uh, number three on this list is what John Vang was trying to get out of you, Ruti. So he says you're flying from the yeah. shrinking mm -hmm. seats, poorly behaved people, no food, yeah. baggage fees, and carry-on fees to questions about plane safety. Yeah. Flying is just not a suck. I, mean, I, I think I'm Compared from like four years ago to now, it really sucks. I, and I do thought it remember back then. Yeah, I do remember flying from uh, from overseas to here. Even though I was a little kid, so like, things seemed bigger. But I do remember the plane was like as big as a giant, you know, football field, a lot of space, a lot of aisle space. Now, now I feel like when I'm flying international, I'm base, I'm basically flying like like a coffin or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm being mummy. I'm turning to a mummy here. I have no cramp. It's so no, there's no space. But yeah, flying used to be a lot better. <laughs> I think we all agree really on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one, this one, I think is not specifically what it's complaining about, but the general nature of what the internet has become. Uh, it says here cooking websites. Okay, everyone knows the struggle of scrolling through two hundred and seventy-three paragraphs of bullshit before getting to the actual recipe. Uh. 
But now some actual Antichrist websites are putting a second page inside the first, where after you get past the 273 paragraph, it's like, now click here for the recipe. And now, yeah. I think that or depends on the... You don't even know where to click. It's just like, picture after picture after picture after picture. Or like, if you're trying to read an article, it's like, so then this happened. And then that happened. It's like, yeah. why, why do I need to go through 300 That's different like sentences to get through the point of the story? That's the clickbait. Don't fall yeah. for those clickbaits, Riti. Anything, so annoying. anything I see, I like, if I, if I happen to land on a clickbait article and it says, like, click here to see the rest, I'm like, no, I'm done. No, no I'm yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. This is the most random thing I'm going to say as far as cooking and the internet and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that actually do like watching on Instagram. Like, I'm not going to do it any recipe. I'm not going to cook. But I do like the ones where they cook it. Like, they do a lot of jump cuts and they show you, you know, chopping, go to the thing, the thing, next thing, you know what I mean? And yeah. then voila, it's done. Yeah. But of that genre, the thing I hate the most is the one for somebody that this is genre where people are just looking at you and smiling, like, like you know what I mean? While they're cooking and not looking at what they're doing. I don't know what that is about that. Uh, I, just, I found it creepy. Is it those, you know those paid commercials that, that, that air like two in the morning? Yeah. Something like that. I, I always see on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like chef, his little kid, they're right. looking at you like, nah, I don't know why that became a standard, but that's kind of the standard that that was established since like the 70s, 80s, and 90s, actually. A person's cooking and people are looking at you. (laughs) Your job is to cook. My job is to look at you what you're cooking. Stop looking at me. Stop smiling, you creep. (laughs) Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Sorry, Uh, go ahead. Next one. This one I thought was kind of funny. I don't have any experience in this, but thrifting. It says it. Thrifting. All the rich kids. Oh, with Ruthie, oh my it. gosh. Oh, it's, it's easier. I, Thrifting, all the rich kids ruined it. Go ahead, Ruthie. Yes, they really did. Because before, I used to be able to find like an amazing skirt or like a really cute top for like $3 or $7. Any, like under $10, $15. It really depends. Or like, you know, like a, an, an almost unworn pair of shoes for like two bucks. Now, like last time I went into like a Buffalo Exchange or like a thrift store, they were trying to sell like this bag or, or some kind of top for like, Almost seventy dollars, and I was like, "What?" Or like furniture for three hundred dollars. I said, "What kind of thrift store is this? You're gonna sell a piece of furniture that's clearly second or third hand for three hundred dollars? Like, what kind of thrift store? What What is this? I get it. I'm in New York, but three hundred dollars for a second hand? You're in a thrift store? Like, what is going on? So I, I and have it's because like all these people are you know shopping, and even at Goodwill, like sometimes a, a picture frame is like ten dollars, and I'm like, I'm at a at a Goodwill, really? So wait, so are are you saying that 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 uh secondhand clothes stores are now becoming hip trendy kind of kind of places? Yeah, they're calling it consignment stores. <laughs> wow. Making it or vintage shops, you know. Oh, really there we go. Trendy. That's the word vintage yeah. shops. Yeah, vintage, vintage is the buzzword now. Yeah, it's like yeah. vintage, but it's like from Forever 21 circa 2013. Come yeah. on. Really? How vintage can Forever 21 be? Yeah. You're really going to resell those stores for 12 like $24. Yeah, the the whole the whole notion of vintage being the buzzword is the same thing that we were referring to in terms of like kids trying to own the MTV from the nineties or whatever. Yeah, vintage. Ah. Uh, the next one here, I think Ruthie, you can probably fill it into this too. Makeup. It says here in the nineties, early two thousands, you needed concealer, eyeliner, eyeshadow, mas- mascara, and some lip stuff to get the standard attractive look. Now, social media makes it seem like you need a hundred different primers, fixers, gels. Mattifiers, creams, eyebrow tools, and contouring equipment. Yeah, I agree. Back then, it was like I mean, not that I wore. I mean, I was really young. Mm-hmm. I was like in my pre in my preteens or yeah, like my tween years in um in the nineties. So mm-hmm. like I wasn't really wearing makeup. Um, it wasn't really 
necessary. Like we, you know, when you're 12, 13, 14, 15, it wasn't like a requirement to wear makeup because we knew we were kids. We weren't old enough to wear makeup. Nowadays, like I look at kids that age and I'm like, why are you guys wearing makeup already? Like that's going to ruin your skin and, you know, not to mention age you. Plus, like when I do like, and, and just to give you an example versus from make, make how I used to do makeup, like around 20, like in the 2010s and like in the mid 2000s is so different. Like there's so many different requirements now because you have to contour, which the Kardashians like really um, popularized in the 2010s. Um, you have to now highlight and you have to blush and you have to this and you have to that. Not to mention like the 10 step Korean skincare thing where before I would have like three steps in my beauty routine. Now I have like 20, you know, it's exhausting to put things on your face for 20 minutes right after you shower already for like 20 minutes because of all the products that we're doing there. So yeah, makeup and skincare is um, exhausting nowadays. Ruthie, um, if you hear something going on in Jamming's line, you, you probably should stop because I can't, I can't edit any of that out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, because these last two things have been Ruthie things. So I've been, just, I've been just walking around running. Yeah, out. but you know, we can still hear you, right? And I can't edit you out because you, you, you share the same line as Ruthie does. I didn't put it on mute. Yeah, no, oh, weird. no you did not put it on mute, son of a bitch. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of which, though, Ruthie just inspired me something. That You know what's worse now? Uh, like reality stars? This, you know what I mean? Just any kind of like what do you call it? Uh, Kardashians, any kind of rule of uh, Rhodes rule, uh, any kind of MTV, uh, what do you call it? Reality TV celebrities. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty terrible. That's that's, that's never changed though. It's always been like yeah. that since the nineties. Would do we have? I mean, sort of reality stars back in the nineties. Yeah, we did have reality stars back in the nineties, and they came and they came from MTV. Prevalent. Jessica oh, Simpson, God. Nick Lachey, you know. Kind of thing. I think that's early two thousand. No, that's early, early two thousand. Yeah, that's early two thousand. But the, the 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 real world road rule thing that your example is that's a very nice yeah, thing. But they were more like an exep- an exception to the rule rather than the rule. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, the rule the rule was established in the two thousands. But but the they first kind of one I remember are the uh, Survivor stars. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they actually became. But like back then, when you had reality shows, like these were people who actually had to go through challenges and like had some sort of talent or. You know, something to show for. Now it's like anybody could be on the show. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, and the fact that MTV is all written with with these reality shows versus like actually showing music, it's it's really pissing me off. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I haven't really watched MTV in ages, so I don't know if that's any kind of any better or worse. But but yeah, uh, a couple of things I want to mention here. Oh, it mentions your cars. They used to be awesome, affordable, and fixable. Now they're mostly pieces of crap and highly overcharged. They're faster than they used to be, maybe, but the cost isn't worth the parts, and they fail so easily. That's, that's there's a lot of truth in that. Okay, like like the cars nowadays are pretty cool. They have all these features, but because they have all these features, they 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 have more more chances of breaking. I, I, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Yeah. Like, and I'm 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 driving a car that's since 2003, and I haven't changed yet. But I'm I'm planning to get a new car eventually. And at, at the same time, I'm excited because I want to get all those fancy features. But at the same time, I'm kind of worried because yeah. that's that was like a lot of parts I gotta I gotta, I gotta somehow fix. Counter, counterpoint: yeah. There's electric cars, so you make less of a carbon footprint. And my second counterpoint: Electric cars actually take up less parts to put together the uh, uh, diesel cars. So it's actually less parts, even with the the bells and whistles of it all. And, and third, third of all, 
going back to my earlier point about like, hey, you should, I used to have to write down where I, where I need to go, like on maps, and, you know, your car tells you exactly where to go. I mean, if it drives you there to get the right car, you know what I mean? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you're missing the point of this episode, John Bank. I'm just saying, stop <laughs> complaining, young people. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that the name of this episode? Stop complaining, young people. Get off my lawn. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like uh, Grandpa Simpson yelling at the sky. Okay, how how okay, this is the last one. How how, how is this for Grandpa? You know, th- th- this article about things were great back then but suck now, and YouTube is in that list. Okay, YouTube, which for me still feels like a new thing. Not really new, but, you know, like after my main generation or whatever. YouTube, try watching it for an hour without ad blocker on. It's wild. They literally penalize you for using the platform. Now, this is where I would say, hey, you know what? Just go ahead and buy YouTube bucks. Premium. Five bucks. Right. YouTube Premium. No, just, I think YouTube bucks. Premium. No, twelve dollars. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube yeah. Premium. Yeah. YouTube Premium. That that's, that saves the problem. So yeah. Honestly, it's one of those things where uh, once I got the ad-free version of YouTube, whatever. Yep. I could never go back. Yeah, I no, could def- never yeah. go back. Yeah. Absolutely, can never go back. You know how much I hate uh, ads and stuff on YouTube. I have. I've endured YouTube Music. Because that's the subscription that comes with it. Yeah. I've endured YouTube music for like five years now. Yeah. I hate YouTube music. <laughs> YouTube music is not that bad, please. Come it's on. terrible. Hey, F you. It's not, not that F bad. YouTube music. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. I, I like the fact that YouTube music actually pulls also from YouTube of, of mm-hmm. video and, and songs. Like mm-hmm. if, it's not, if it's not available in the catalog, it's available on YouTube somehow. You know, so, I don't remember a time before before the ad uh, free YouTube. So I don't, I don't acknowledge it. The one I do say is uh, Twitter. I think used to be a lot better, right? Less disinformation, less uh, cyberbullying on Twitter before five, six years ago. Like, before it was more of like I ate this for breakfast. It's mostly that. Yeah, but that was like ten years ago, Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> getting old, getting old, getting old. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think Anything else? No, no. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five by Five. My name is Ruthie. You can find me on Instagram at Ruthie Grace Thirteen and Ruthie's Cats. Oh, sorry. You can find me on Twitter. Yeah, my dog. Music has been provided by Gloomy June, firmly dig Y access. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whatworstway.com, as well as the show notes. Uh, before we go, let's give our four listeners some recommendations for this week, uh, Jamming. Uh, every now and then, over the last you know few years, uh, it happens where a celebrity passes away, and you kind of have to recommend their. Uh, Life's work, you know okay. what I mean? And it's, it's that time again. Uh, over the weekend, uh, the drummer for uh, Foo Fighters passed away and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We're still getting, I mean, name, they kind of said, name, name, huh? Yo, name, uh, <laughs> Tony Hawkins? No, no. Oh yeah. my God. You recommended yeah. the guy that you forgot the name for. <laughs> no, I was going to get to it. Sure. No, I was going to mention after I mentioned the fact that they're still kind of piecing together how he passed away and stuff like that, but you know, we, we kind of, we read him in between the lines and look at his past history and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Taylor Hawkins passed away back, I think in Bono Aries, I think. So yeah. So anyway, I recommend uh, Foo Fighters music. I remember uh, Woodcut. Like I said that before, I don't, I don't have the greatest taste in the world, but Foo Fighters was my favorite band back in the day. I remember one of the first albums I bought with, with money I actually earned through work, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that was Foo Fighters Color and Shape and stuff which, like that. Which, which Taylor Hawkins is not in it, but go on. Oh, he's not? Oh, no, okay. he came in after that. After that, okay, yeah. yeah. And, but the thing is, and, and besides the music of it all, like I said, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, a Dave Grohl fan. Every time, and they would be, and they would interview Dave Grohl over the years, especially on the Howard Stern show. 
And whenever they interviewed Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins would actually basically be his, uh, what do you call it? They're actually basically partners in, in the Foo Fighters, basically. And then they would be interviewed at the same time. But he always comes off as a very kind of down-to-earth, solid to earth just a regular kind of dude and stuff. He seemed like the nicest person in the world. And it's just a real bummer that he passed away at the age of 50. Yeah, so I recommend Foo Fighter music, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. It's a bummer. Also, check out the the the, um, the Bee Gees thing that, that Foo Fighters did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Taylor Hawkins yeah. actually sings in one of those songs. Yeah. There's been a lot of YouTube videos of him taking lead on, at some concerts. I guess what, I think one of the things he, he consistently sings at the concerts is uh, Queen, Queen's music, specifically, uh, specifically uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's that's gone around uh, around uh, on the on on YouTube a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see Studio Sixty Six? By the way, I did. Was it good? Uh, Can you recommend yeah, that? I like it. I mean, it's the kind of movie I would like. But I mean, yeah. he he dies in it, which is so oh, weird now. Yeah, he's so weird. <laughs> Maybe don't recommend that. <laughs> uh, like, I I wonder how they feel about that because yeah, he dies. I, I'm sure. Yeah, spoilers. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, he dies in the movie as as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's so, yeah. But it's all about, but to me, it's all about the music. It's all about actually going back. You can probably YouTube or look up those Howard Stern interviews where he interviews Dave Grohl and uh, Taylor Hawkins at the same time. It's 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 just a genuine bummer, man. Like I said, he just comes up like a nice dude, regular dude, and the music is great. And he had a, a, an unbelievable friendship with Dave Grohl. And it's just like, it's just, it's just a bummer, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruthie. Recommendation. Um, well, I just started watching uh, Super Pump today. It's about the um, the rise of <laughs> I'm on I'm on Sounds a binge good. of all these like 2010s, you know, yeah, uh, unicorn companies, yeah. uh, Valley companies, Silicon Valley companies that um kind of rose and fell, and you know, just so all sorts of drama. So I'm on a binge of all those kinds of series. I What's the other one I watched? I watched Inventing Anna a couple of weeks ago, and then so now I'm watching. <laughs> I wait, wait, watching are you guys are you watching the documentary version or the fictional no, version? Which, which version of it? <laughs> of course, I'm watching the fictional version. What okay, do you okay, think? Okay. Like? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I've seen I've seen like those documentaries a couple of years back. So like yeah. for um, Anna Delvey, I watched the like a couple of docu series on HBO and somewhere else I forgot where. Um, um like a couple of years ago and then so when the when the series came out I started watching that. Um I haven't really seen too many docuseries about uh Uber, so I was just like curious to see like what's going on here. I like to, I do like to fact check to see like what's true and what's not, which most of it of course is taken with liberties, the stones with liberties. So like I like to just like if they're if they're stating a fact, like I'll try to look it up on Google and see like, oh, is this actually what happened? Is this person actually real? Like what happened here, what happened there? So I mean, Jason Gordon Levitt is a, a hell of an actor. So, and it's um, it's actually the whole show is. I mean, it's a sh- it's on Showtime. Um, the whole show has lots of um good actors and actresses in it. It's a it's a really good show. It's um, it's very. I mean, it's just like it's it's titled Super Pump. It's very high octane, um, very bro ish. Like you, you really feel. Um, that type of culture, uh, the very startup culture kind of deal. Uh, I, I, I'm only on episode three, but I'm enjoying it so far. So highly recommend it. With streaming services? Showtime. Uh, Showtime. Yeah. Um, are, are this 
document docudrama series based on real people or mm-hmm. horrible real yeah. people. Yeah. The new form, yeah. the new form of uh, reality TV in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Like Inventing I, Anna, I the Dropout, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Uber One, we crash. Yeah, I, I think this is a um, this is a longer discussion that I could make on, on yeah. the next episode. So I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for then. I tried five minutes. Just FYI, I tried five minutes of the dropout, the one about that kooky blonde chick and stuff like that on Hulu. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. Oh, it's, yeah, it's slow. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, you tried I'm, that too? I tried it over the weekend. I'm I'm struggling to finish it. That's why, why I started watching Super Pump. Why is the theater? Why is a thirty-two-year-old actress playing a high school kid at the beginning of this? What's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. What's happening? <laughs> okay. I guess because she looks a lot like her. Who knows? I I don't want to age. I don't want to sound like ageist pig and stuff like that. But you know, like hire an actress is a little age appropriate for the beginning part. Just you know, do a transition scene. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, my recommendation is uh, for people who are still in the the Wordle bubble, like I am, still play Wordle. Uh, if you look at something different, there is this thing called frame.wtf. You know, frame is essentially Wordle for movie buffs and for movie geeks. Instead of words or letters, they show you frames, images from the movie. And just from like, can, like, can you solve, can you figure out what this movie is in <laughs> six images? Essentially, it's what it kind of is. So, so yeah, it's, it, so far right now, I'm, I'm finding it to be pretty easy, not to brag, but, but like there are some images that are like that's way too obvious. You're not gonna take like I've actually guessed one one uh, puzzle in like the first try, the first image. So, but I'm averaging like second or third image. Like I'll figure it out. But yeah, framed, framed the WTF. Uh, links in the show notes. Um, it's only one per. I've tried a few times. It's only one per day, right? It's only one per day, like Wordle. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so no, I mean you just go in once a day. You like like get bored. <laughs> Because, like you said, it's kind of easy. I guess the, the I missed the first one. Oh, to be fair, I missed the first one. Oh, really? I can't believe it's not what it is. And then I, I guess and I logged on two or three more times. I guess I guess right, you know, those those times. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I said, for movie buffs like myself, like this is nice, nice diversion of the game. All right. Anyways, thanks for listening. This was episode five hundred forty-nine of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst by Now.